Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They rubbish. His buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, July 3rd, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm uh, I'm doing well. Doing well. How, um, yeah, just um, I think I, my back's broken, but, you know, another day in the life. So... Uh, excited to rock and roll with you, fellas. I, TJ, this wasn't just uh, my uh, getaway later this week that had has me excited that we switched the schedule this way because I just feel like there's some stuff to say after a weekend and then uh, maybe take a few days off and nothing happened in the sports world. Feel like we have some some takes we need to get off our chest. So happy to be here. Yeah, good. There, it was a busy weekend. There is plenty to talk about. We are, uh, we, we did get a chance to at least quote unquote preview John Calipari's press conference on Friday. Uh, he spoke. We'll be able to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and then, of course, just a, a massive football recruiting weekend, Fourth of July holiday tomorrow. It's going to be a jam packed show. Justin Kalen, how are you? I am okay. I'm okay. I uh, did the thing last night where, so I sleep very well 99% of the nights, but last night it was, I don't know what was going on. I don't know if it was the excitement of the holiday coming up or the anticipation of going to the lake on tomorrow or what it was, but I just, I was rolling like a burrito all night. I mean, I, I could not stay asleep. So I'm a little tired today and confused why that happened because that never really happens when I'm sleeping, but I'm here. I'm ready to do a show. Excited for Monday, and we're going to get through this show, and then we're going to have some fun for the next two days. So, real excited about this upcoming holiday. Uh, the fun starts after the show. Well, during the show as well. Yeah, I, 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 that was phrased poorly. Wow, my, you really my fault, you really fellas. Don't have fun with that. That that was phrased poorly. I apologize. I do have fun during the show as well, but just not as much fun. How about that? No, Better? also not, 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 not okay with that either. Yeah, you should be thrilled. Your your Reds continue to win. Holy smokes. Yeah, they, they had a good weekend for sure. 
They they got smoked on Saturday, but we we fought through. I actually got to watch the game on Friday, so I got to see that walk off, and it was awesome. Didn't get to watch yesterday, but I did see that they won. So train keeps rolling, baby. Did you see the um, the uh, the the fireworks that interrupted the Taylor Swift show Friday night? Reds oh. get a walk off, and uh, it was during the like quiet time Taylor <laughs> Swift concert experience, and then you love just, it. Wow, wow, wow! This one belongs to the Reds. Love it. Suck it, Taylor. <laughs> I did see that. That was pretty good. Uh, although, if you were a Reds fan at the Taylor Swift concert, it'd be nice to know, like. I can't imagine you'd have service down there. It'd be nice to know, like, hey, oh, oh, those are victory fireworks. Unless they were just your stock Friday night fireworks that they do win or lose, I guess. But if it was just, like, the ones they do after a big play or after a win, then it'd be, like, it'd, it'd be a good little signal at the It's stadium. like the, the white smoke coming from the Sistine Chapel. It's like a lantern in the window. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good. Well, good for the Reds. I, I know their fans were super pumped up all weekend. Good for the Taylor Swift fans. Supposedly everything went rud- I-, I didn't hear any issues, Roush. Supposedly everything went pretty smoothly. Everybody was super panicked about Cincinnati traffic. It was bad, as people would imagine, but supposedly everything went pretty smoothly for for Cincinnati with the T Swift concert, the Reds in town, and I think even the soccer team was in town as well. Everything everything went all right. So good for Cincinnati folks. The uh being in Cincinnati yesterday, um, which we'll get to that a little bit later, had a big commitment. Uh, but Cincinnati, I, I got it's just a cool town. It's a cool place. Um, especially like I went down a road I hadn't been before, uh, that kind of lined the Ohio River, um, US fifty. Very cool. Like it just Cincinnati, very, very, very cool spot. Um, Stephen Peak was up there with me. And uh, him and his girlfriend just were like, well, if I've got to work up there, she's got the time off. Why don't I just go hang out in Cincinnati for a little while? I'm like, Cincinnati, great place to explore, fun downtown. Glad to see that it did not come crumbling down because Taylor Swift was in town the same time as the Reds. Um, and TJ, I've, I've, I've now become the guy who I, I actually marvel at the Taylor Swift crowds. Like, it's just such a... Like we discussed last week, it's unlike anything else we've really seen. But just the the it's just the massive amounts of people. Like I, it's so hard for me to wrap my brain around. It really is. And what's even more difficult for me to wrap my brain brain around, I have like I I was a Swifty, I guess is what you could call me. But I didn't. I don't know if I could name a, one of her songs that's came out in the last six years or so. Like they, they're they're just not very. They don't play them on the radio anymore. So I I don't know what these songs are. They must still be good, but I I just I, I feel I don't know. It's just it's just kind of odd. Like she's she's gained more popularity the less I've listened to her. Roush, so. you know you know her newest one. The hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. You know that oh one. Oh God, that song. That's so Taylor bad, Swift. Though. Yeah, What's that's wrong? not good. Nothing wrong with that song. It's a good song. It's not. It's not great though. Like it's not. Like you know, the nineteen eighty nine was just all bangers. That was style. Great song. That that was really the peak for me. Don't know if I've listened to her since. Well, I agree with Scoots. I think there's more songs you'd know that 
that have been out lately that you would maybe not be aware that you even knew. Well, she do- it doesn't sound like Taylor Swift anymore in a lot of her songs. Like the Taylor Swift that you grew up with knowing her voice, it's, it's she's kind of transitioned into this pop phase and sound has a little bit of a different sound. So I, I admittedly have heard a couple of her songs here in the last, I don't know, two years or so, Roush. And I didn't realize it was Taylor until like the fifth or sixth time I heard it when the song went off and they were like, and Taylor Swift. And I was like, what? Okay. So she's got a little bit of a different sound, makes it harder to recognize her. Fair enough. Fair enough. It is still cool just to like, you know, I'm all for people that do the concerts with all the pageantry and everything. Um, And just the fact that there aren't complaints is a shock. And I also was just thinking how... do you think the bartenders downtown are just super hyped or super bummed? Because on the one hand, you're making a ton of money, but on, it also could be a nightmare of just so many people. The most people you've probably ever seen in your life in downtown Cincinnati. I, I think you'd probably be hyped, and I'm sure they've seen similar crowds to, to a certain degree. Like opening day in Cincinnati, there's you know that pavilion, there's just nowhere to be able to even True. move. So, I'm sure that they have at least seen something somewhat comparable or just a Bengals game even, uh, especially when the Bengals have been good. That place can get packed, even if it was possibly more so than just your absolutely huge game event. uh, I'm sure they were happy about it because who doesn't like money? Yeah, Yeah. true enough, true enough. Money, Um, money, money, money. Glad it went off without a hitch. Um, Cincinnati sounds like a fun place. Cincinnati. Cincinnati is what you you gotta call it though. That's how it's pronounced. A lot of people are saying that. Yep, a lot of people, like my wife's grandmother. I hope that uh, I hope everybody had a good weekend. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Text it on in. Did you have a good weekend, TJ? Yeah, it it, it was nice. Uh, golf Friday. There was a, a little bit of controversy there with the golf outing. Uh oh. Friday, uh, and then just mostly played it played it pretty chill for the weekend. Went to a pool on Saturday. That was nice. That was a good time. And, oh, and then, that was that was great. Where we it, forecaster said fifty uh, percent chance of rain pretty much all day, and yeah, the rain stayed away. <laughs> yeah, well, the at least in the second half of the day, it was really nice. It yeah. was uh, suck it, Mark with a C. It, it yeah. was good and enjoyed it and. Then yesterday, just kind of was cleaning out a drawer, just doing a, a few things, and found some gift cards to Ruth Chris, and was like, "Do you want to go there tonight? Just see, just for fun, just to see how it goes. Take the baby." She, the wife was like, "No, we're that the, the nice dinner. That that sounds crazy." I was like, "We have gift cards. It's kind of risk free. Um, <laughs> we can give it a shot." And she was like, "All right, I guess whatever." So we went there. It went pretty well. We knew that we needed to kind of be quick. We couldn't lollygag with the with the toddler there. Uh, she's in a little bit of a throwing phase, so like you'd give her a toy and she'd just throw it and be like, mm-hmm. "Okay, all right, yeah, we're gonna try to get you to calm down." Here's a toy again, and she threw it. Okay, all right, she threw <laughs> it again. She's not gonna. You can't put anything in front of her. She's gonna throw all of it. So, uh, but but she she enjoyed her food and we got to see some of those evening storm come coming in from the top of the tower the Caden tower which was kind of cool to see not as cool realizing that like oh no it's our bills here it's time to leave and we have to go right out into it Um, but it it was it was nice you get out of there in time 
No, no. We we pretty much like drove with the storm as the storm headed west to east. And as we went west to east on the Waterson, we were just basically going underneath the storm the duration of it. There was like lightning right off to our left, right off to our right. It was pretty intense, but we were just well fed. We were happy. We were full, big bellies. So if it was our time to go, I think we were all at peace with that if, uh, if that were to happen. But no, it went well. It was a good weekend. Uh, the golf controversy, it wasn't really such so much a controversy. Uh, it was my not my first time, but the first time in a really, really long time. Scooch, are you familiar with the game Snakes at all? Uh, not on the golf course, no. I am on the Nextel phone. Yep, same. Great game. Uh, it, is, it is that it is a great game. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of where Scoot, when Scoot says not on the golf course, I was like, well, okay, then where? <laughs> I, I don't know if you meant like the drinking game Snakes or... Hey, by the way, uh, I do have a Snake sh- story that I'll share after you're done. Ooh. I don't know. I think we just got to hop on it now. I'm not going to forget my story. I'd worry that you may forget yours. Oh, I won't Let's forget. It. No, it was awesome. It was it was the highlight of my Friday night. So, please, you carry on, and I'll tell mine after. I mean, uh, now I'm distracted. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but we, we got to know. The sna- so, you, did you catch a snake? In All right. So I think he, I think he caught a snake. I think he has a pet snake. So, me and my stepdad were in my mom's pool on Friday night. And they have this little, like, toy snake that all the kids play with, and they throw it in the pool, and it sinks to the bottom, and they go get it, and they, they just have a big old time with this snake. So, it was just me and him there, and I'm, I'm got this snake, like, coiled up in front of me, sitting on the edge of the pool, and I'm like, man, I wish this thing was real so bad. And my stepdad, who is afraid, deathly afraid of snakes, he absolutely hates them. He was like, I don't, I don't want to see a snake around here. So I didn't think anything else about it, right? We d- we continued chilling the pool. Then it starts the rain, so we get out. He's got a nice like TV set up under a gazebo right beside his pool. So we were just chilling in there. I was sitting on one of the couches, and all of a sudden, he lo- he stands up and he's like, "Justin, did you put that there?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he was like, "There's a snake right there on that TV. Te- he's got some TV wires that hang down from his TVs, and then traditionally." There's always been bird nests up on top of his cable box. For whatever reason, they feel secure there, and they want to build their nests up there every year. So that snake undoubtedly was going after those bird eggs. So he freaks out. Did you put that there? I'm like, what are you talking about? And he points to it. He's like, there's a freaking snake right here on this wire. And it was probably like, I don't know, a foot and a half, two two feet long. It It wasn't very big. It was a pretty tiny snake. So I... I was unsure if it was poisonous or not, or venomous, but one of his buddies had come over and he was like, I can tell you with a thousand percent, it's not venomous, yada, yada. So we just get it down using, I didn't, I did not grab it with my hands. And that is my biggest regret to this date. So we end up getting it in a bucket and I take it over to the side of the woods. As I'm doing that, my stepdad is throwing out these freaking bird eggs in the trash can. I'm like, dude. Why would you not give me one of those bird eggs? If that's what that snake was after, how freaking cool would that have been to see him eat that egg? So I let it go in the woods, didn't really play with it a whole lot. I regret how the whole thing went down, but I got to see a snake on Friday, which in this area doesn't always happen. So I was pretty excited. And it was a a gorgeous, gorgeous snake. I I still don't know what kind it was. Maybe a milk snake. I think I've narrowed it down to a milk snake, but it was one of the prettiest snakes I've ever seen in my life. 
don't think those exist. Pretty snakes. It's oxymoron. No, it, oh. Roush. I, I wish I'd have taken a picture of it. It really was. It was gorgeous. I mean, you, it seems like you do regret everything about this. I do. Scoots. I do. But I got to see a snake, so that was fun. I do I regret mean, on it. On one hand, I'm happy that you got to see a snake. You're obviously incredibly thrilled. So, did it have red and black and yellow on it? No, it was mostly white, and it had like, out, like reddish brown spots on it. Huh. So, Interesting. yeah, I, gosh, yeah. I, I've been thinking about it ever since Friday, how much I regret I mean, the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for you, but also it sounds like you blew it. I did. I definitely blew it, yeah. I should have let the snake calm down a little bit, and then he would have crawled all over me. It would have been a good old time, but, yeah, we didn't uh, go that route. Yeah. Mm, yeah, out on that, but <laughs> I, I think your stepdad was rightfully um, whew, watching TV, and you just, uh, yeah, I I would have been, um, I would have been a little upset he, too. He said, so he's lived at this property. I, I want to say 14, 15 years now. He, that's only the second snake he's ever seen at his house. He comes out the next morning and he's looking around everywhere. Where, where's that snake? Where's that snake? Dave, I took him, took him to the woods. You're good. Oh, there's going to be more. There's going to be more. He's all freaking out. I'm like, dude, you've seen two snakes here in your whole time living here. Now, all of a sudden you see one and there's just going to be everywhere. Come on, man. You never know. It sounds like there could have been. I guess. I'd be on the, I'd be on the lookout for him moving forward. Well, he got rid of the bird eggs, so they won't be back in his gazebo. <laughs> well, good. I didn't realize you had such a nice little Friday. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I relaxed in the pool, played golf with Mook on Friday, and then my nephew had a, a birthday party on Saturday and my mom, so I hung out in the pool that day as well. I had a nice nice little weekend. How'd you hit him? Um, it was pretty frustrating. I shot 103 again, second straight round, but I'm not really sure how that happened because I parred three of my first four holes. I think I was one over through four and then I shot 103. So it was pretty bad, but we, we had a good old time. It it was a lot of fun being out there with Mook. So my drives were working and that was a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. All right. Well, you, you'll figure it out. You just got to get it tuned in before the big scramble. I'm, I'm hoping I can get out today after our show and play a little bit with Gil and then before I head out to the lake. So fingers crossed that can happen today. Oh, very exciting stuff. Very, very exciting. Uh, yeah, we're going to be doing the second annual Big X kickoff scramble September 1st. Email bigxscramble at yahoo.com to lock in your spot today. We'll be out there at Elk Run. We'll be doing the show from 7 to 9 and then the scramble will get underway shortly after, right? When we get off the air, we're going to get our bags loaded on our cart, and then, boom, it'll be time to go tee off. It'll be a really fun day out there at Elk Run. If it was anything like last year, you're in for an absolute blast. We just need last year's weather as well because that was perfect. Uh, we'd, we'd love that. And sign up. See us out there. Have a good time. So didn't, didn't see any snakes, didn't catch any snakes, but – did play a fun game called snakes that I hadn't played in a while. And basically it's, it's pretty easy game. Just if you three putt, you're part of the snakes uh, at any point in the round. If you three putt, you're part of the snakes and however many snakes there are, that's who, at the end, has to pay out the snakes. So only one person's paying the snakes, although many people can, quote-unquote, contribute to it. 
So like on hole two, there's a three putt. All right, that's one snake. Hole four, there's a three putt. Now that's two and so on and so forth. So at the end for us, it ended up being, I think, seven snakes throughout the round, our foursome. We had seven three putts. Um, and it was a good time. Like I kind of forgot just how exciting it was. Uh, I did kind of get got by some people that were more familiar with the game just because sometimes you'll have those little like four footers that you'll you'll putt, you'll miss, you'll have about four or five feet left. You should mark it and you know take your time and putt and knock it in. But after like the momentum of you putting, walking up to your ball, you just want to knock it in and, and get done with the hole. And there was twice that I like went up there to go just knock it in, finish my finish the hole, get out of everybody's way. And I just like it it hit the the edge or just kind of do the toilet bowl and spin out. And I just wouldn't even think anything of it initially and go pick it up. And then somebody in the group would be like, Well, was that technically your third putt there? And I'd have to be like, Oh, oh no, no. So they they got me. They I, I needed to be smarter than that and realize that we were playing the game. So I did contribute to several snakes, but the beauty of it was I didn't get the last one. So if you didn't get the last one, you didn't have to pay out. Uh, and again, our group ended up with seven. So whoever, and actually the person who had the best round, he shot a 75. He was on the money. He ended up get, being the one that had to pay out the snakes. Um, we had seven of them, so he had to pay everybody $7. That was neat. That was a fun, different game I hadn't played before, or hadn't played in a very long time, Scoots. Huh. Yeah, I was, the way you the way you said it, you said everybody who, or the person who doesn't have a snake pays out. So I was a little confused there, but, so it's the person who gets the last one has to pay everybody out. The last one who gets it. Nobody, nobody has to pay the snake unless you're just the, the last one to get a three putt in the round. And so say you have 15 snakes in a round th- between a foursome, which is just god-awful. That the whoever gets the last snake has to pay her by fifteen dollars. Yes, correct. Whew. Man, I'm yeah, out. No. I'm out on that. Yeah, I mean three putt McGee he, here. You, we had more than you should. Three putt uh, McGee. <laughs> I, I, we had more than you should, but it was just like mm. when I was going. It, I was happy that it didn't end up on me, so I didn't have to really worry about it when it was all said and done. But. After I did miss the pot, it was just like, oh, gosh, you all should have told me. And I was like, oh, well, you know, they have a financial benefit not to tell me, to remind me that, like, hey, you need to actually probably take your time with this pot. It kind of matters. Uh, But the bigger controversy in the round, which my brother was like, it seems like there's always drama when you play. Uh, It was like, I'm just messing around. I don't really care. But Saul, one of my – he's my friend as well. But Saul, one of our friends – He's off in the rough looking for the ball and some fescue. We're playing out at Neville Mead. Uh, and the fescue, you could find the ball in the stuff, but you could all, you know, it's very similar to Park Mammoth and that kind Summer, of ball stuff. Right, right. Some, sometimes you get fortunate, other times it's just gone forever. Yeah. You, you can, you can spend, you could probably spend a lot of time, have a higher percentage chance finding balls, but you also probably shouldn't be looking forever. So he's looking forever. And I'm going and I'm hitting my ball and I look back over at him and I see him just like kind of go to the ground, pick up a ball, fluff it. The rough was really gnarly out there this past weekend, uh, which made it more fun. But he, he, I see him fluff up his ball. He hits, hits a good shot and we finish the hole. And I just am joking as we're walking into the next tee box, joking, but serious. And being like, so are we, have we been fluffing all day? Is that, because like, that'd be pretty big benefit. And he was like, what are you talking about? 
And I was like, I saw you fluff. It's not a big deal. I was just wondering, are we are we fluffing or are we not fluffing? Oh, uh, you, you, you saw me fluff because I took I took a drop. I couldn't find my ball in the tall stuff. And I was like, oh, all right, no big deal. Yeah, you dropped. You, you shouldn't have to have a terrible lie. Normally, it's like when you drop, that's just where your ball is. But that's fine. I, I don't really care. I'm not just nothing to get worked up about, buddy. Just it's, it's okay. And then he's like, yeah, I mean, if you're dropping, you should have a nice lie. Nobody really. And, and I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I was like, but why would you have dropped at the end of all the high stuff, like where the high stuff didn't even exist? You just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you should, you, you should, should drop it like in the real rough and not the, or, well, like, you know. shouldn't you drop it where it went into the high stuff? Not necessarily dropping in the high stuff, but your marker of, you know, horizontally on the course, you should be dropping where it enters the high stuff. And he had dropped where the high stuff was over all the way at the end of it and just in front of it all and mm. just had a, a ideal perfect line and again i'm saying this somewhat in jest i don't care where he wants to drop the ball drop the ball wherever you want to drop the ball but i was like oh i wonder shouldn't you have dropped it where it crossed in and he was like well i don't know where it crossed in it could have crossed in right up there i said well it couldn't have because if it crossed in way up there it wouldn't be in the high stuff because the high stuff doesn't exist at this point anymore where you're dropping it was it, it ended up turning into a semantics kind of nerdy article or debate where it's like i'm not really all that upset about the rule of the law here but also the fact that you're being so defensive about it makes me kind of want to poke and prod a little bit more uh but we it, no round of golf with money on the line not without some sort of drama we had fun though uh and i ended up being the big loser with all the the money aspect of it Shot the second best score and the only person to lose money. So What'd you shoot? That was not a shot of ninety-two. And that was the second. There was shabby. there were seventeen strokes between you and old buddy, and you. My gosh. Correct. He was on it then. Oh, he was unbelievable. He 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 was unbelievable. Uh, supposedly in between jobs, so all he does is just work out and golf. And like when I first saw him, oh. I was like, oh my gosh, you look tiny. Like you've lost some weight, which he didn't even have all that much much weight to lose to begin with. Uh, but then, like after a few holes, I was like, "Oh, you really probably have just been working out and golfing." That wasn't like hyperbole. You're just, <laughs> it's like I need to get me in between jobs. That sounds pretty, pretty nice, pretty nice. Uh, yeah. No, but I'm lucky to get to play when I did. But when I do, uh, which I'll be getting out tomorrow and playing, which I'm excited. Oh man, about as well. I'm fired up. I've got um, a date with Mountain Golf in Asheville. On Thursday, what a world country golf on Friday. I'm worried about Friday though because you just you never know with storms and all that. Um, and I couldn't get us out. You know, it's just their local muni, but it's a very high demand course. So the earliest I could get a tea time was 11 a.m. So that could be just 98 degrees in oh, Charleston, no. South Carolina. Um, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's gonna be toasty. I, it the the worst part was that I called it said you can sign up online but i was like well i just like calling in it's easier so i call in only for them to tell me that i can only do it online and in the process of doing that it just like they were getting gobbled up and you know that's 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 on me well just a lot of water yeah uh right, we'll, cool. we'll we'll need to sweat it out some too bachelor party should be uh should be a lot of fun um I guess my my bigger issue with besides the heat, and everybody has heard me whine about golfing in the heat. I don't need to go any further than that. My issue would be just chewing up like the chunk of all the beach hours. 
Yeah, I mean, I just expected one day to just be a golf day and then beach the other part because we're in the middle of downtown Charleston and it's just going to be 20, 30 minutes to the beach anyway. Like, I don't, you know, I figured it'd probably be one or the other um, instead of a BOFA situation there. And a lot of people are getting in late Thursday, like they're flying in at like 7 o'clock on a Thursday night. So making like a 9 a.m. tea time for the next day would probably have been irresponsible. Probably good to just let people be violently hungover and get too excited. You know how that first night of the bachelor party is the juices get flowing early. Everybody's oh, seen yeah. Every, yeah. everybody's buzzing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, that, so the double-edged sword, double-edged sword, but we'll make it work. Um, just looking forward to it. I do have though, there's one, there's one guy who's flaky McFlakerson Uh-oh. and, and he, he <laughs> about two or three weeks ago said like, Guys, I don't know. I might be on the fence now. Like, I tore my hamstring. We're like, you tore your hamstring? That's that's not like an injury that a thirty-one-year-old has. That's that's a that's something like an athlete does because they're under great pressure. What did you do? Well, I was running. I'm like, well, how do you just tear a hamstring running? Like, were you were you drunk and you like decided to try to race somebody? Like, or were you just trying to run for the first time and you you should not have been running? Like, how does this happen? I just, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get around. Well, and then, uh, so naturally we're just bullying him into doing anything. Uh, but uh, he he is, apparently he got, he was well enough to get on a flight uh, on Friday to go somewhere else. So if he's well enough to go somewhere else, then surely he's not going to flake out on a fun bachelor party with guys, right? Like surely it's not just, you know, only him taking a trip with his girlfriend and not his boys. That that can't be the case, right? So if it Ooh. is, ooh, he's getting bullied. Yeah. <laughs> it's also one of those things too. You know, the bachelor party dynamic, where you like, there's always going to be some people that drop off. Like you can't you can't plan for the most. Like you need to, but if somebody drops out, like then then everybody's got to pay more for the 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 house, and it's just a whole just a whole mess. Yeah, it's pretty wild that five days before there's not a solid commitment one way or another. Oh yeah, like I've uh, he hasn't responded to texts, so you know that's. Oh no, he's out. But like this is, is also out. how he is, though. So like we kind of know how he. I mean, that's I, just it's how, it's who he is. So um, I'll, I'll give him a call at some point today, and uh, try to you know. I think every friend group's got somebody similar. Our friend group does, at least. Uh, but when push comes to shove, you just have to lock them down, get them on the yeah. phone. Yeah, we'll exactly. even, we've, we've been known, and this is we it doesn't happen as much nowadays, but we've been known to just have to bypass him and like call his parents and be like, hey, he's supposed to be coming <laughs> here this weekend. Has he told you all anything about it? Is it at all familiar? And they'll be like, oh, no, no, he hasn't told us anything about that. We'll have to talk to him about it. And be like, all right, talk to him. Have us, have him call us back. Because we know if we get the parents involved, we'll get a phone call back. But uh, that's great. Yeah, pretty I mean, embarrassing. I mean, Sometimes you have to do that with a grown adult. Wait, TJ, you said everybody has that friend in their friend group. I don't. So does that mean I am that friend? Are you Flaky McFlakerson? Sometimes. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm worried. Now you got me worried. Maybe I am oh, that. No. I am that friend. Yikes. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't really get the sense. You haven't really flaked with us. Mike uh, Rutherford's the flaky McFlakerson <laughs> of the big exports radio. I won't take his title. He can keep it. 
Uh, but yeah, if you don't know for sure, Scoots, maybe it's you. Might need to look into that. Yikes. Maybe you. Uh, all right, we need to take a break. When we come back, John Calipari spoke on Friday. We need to talk about that. Roush already touched on this a little bit, but we need to dive head first in. Huge football recruiting weekend, and Roush is going to break it all down for you in case you missed it. Uh, and it's the 4th of July holiday. It's going to be a patriotic KRC today on the Big X Sports Radio. Don't go anywhere. We're taking our first break, and we'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll. Big X Life, real life, a thing that we have been denied for far too long. Good morning. Kentucky Roll Call. Yes, yes. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 AM. Uh, don't think they'll be open tomorrow, but they are open today. Salsaritas, two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Wildly addictive chips, hot spicy salsa. It's all good at Salsaritas, two locations in Louisville. Middletown, it has a drive through St. Matthews right off Hubbard's. You won't be disappointed at either because it's delicious. It's made fresh to order and download the app. You can save time and money. At Salsaritas each and every day. Check them out. We love Salsaritas. You will as well. We need to talk about some of the football commits from this weekend, Roush. Yep, we do. Um, I couldn't find my unmute button. I was like, Roush said, nah, I'm good. (laughs) Um, Not that important. We have. (laughs) So, uh, would you all like to make fun of me at first? We really like to start making fun of Roush. Really, I really stepped in it. I thought we already started doing that. Well, we let's let's because loser. These are big time commitments. <laughs> but I, TJ, yesterday, I, you know, I've been to my fair share of commitment ceremonies. But now that we're on the YouTube's, you know, it's a little bit more involved. Where, uh, you know, after he made his announcement, you know, we obviously. Did the video of the ceremony, and of course, it starts thunderstorming right in the middle of it, where uh, like the kind of football stadiums and the school buildings on top of us. So when you try going live with fifty other people who are on their Instagrams or whatever, it's not exactly the best service. So you know things are a little rocky start, um, and I there, there's also something too that I, I I just I made a mistake that I shouldn't have made. And it's it's one that I I almost never do anymore. But I had faith that I had figured it out because uh, our, our guy Nichols he he's got a he's got a weird H in his name, and I it's T E R H Y O N. And I every, every time I write it, I, I throw the H in a different spot, trying to figure it out. I asked multiple people before I went. All right, how do I pronounce his name? And I thought I I heard terrain. 
Uh, I also heard uh, Tehran, and I also heard Tehran. Well, when we get there, I, I I thought I heard the coach, and I heard multiple people call him Tehran. This is Tehran's time, but people say it fast, so you can't. Well, okay, this, this is all right. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. And so we're getting ready to go live, and instead of just asking him, "Hey, it's, it's, it's Tehran, right?" I just I just went right through it. We start recording here with Teron Nichols, and he said, "Oh, oh, stop! No, it's to Ryan." I was like, "Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm an idiot. I'm a dingus. I really, I really stepped in it, TJ. I should have. Uh, th- that was a rookie mistake on my end. Very rookie mistake. So he stopped the video to correct you on how to say his name. Yes. How embarrassing. Oh. It was. It was a very, very, very low moment for me. They, yeah. they, they were so nice and they were so hospitable towards us and he's such a good kid and I, I just feel like there's nothing more insulting than mispronouncing a name and, and this is coming from a radio show that mispronounces names left and right a couple times a show mm-hmm. it, it, it is it is what it is I'd like to think our hearts in it in the right place a little bit more than Trevor who just openly will mockingly just make fun of names if, if it's at the slightest bit difficult to try to figure out he'll just turn it into something silly to deflect from it i think we give it a slightly more effort than that but probably just slightly more your issue is you're too old you've been in the business too long what would it have been just right before you went on like hey just am i pronouncing this right how do you say it okay good got it Mm-hmm. that's that's all i needed to do and i don't know why i didn't i terry ryan yeah (laughs) It's just stupid. It was very. I was. I was mad at myself, and I could have easily, like, fortunately though, it didn't at least like wreck the entire interview, because um, it very well could have. I was. I was admittedly rattled at that point, but we recovered. Um, it was a good conversation, and um, I don't know. It's one of those two where you want to. Kids just made his announcement. He's really excited. You don't want to inundate him with dumb questions, but you want to hit your talking high points. I got him talking football, though. That's all that mattered. Kid loves talking ball. He's a big-time player. To Ryan Nichols, four-star cornerback, number 188 overall in just the on-three rankings. He's a top 300 player in your consensus industry rankings. And Kentucky's never had a top 300 defensive backside. Alex Safari and Mike Edwards, they were four-stars in a couple of services. But on the fringe, when it comes to the actual, um, uh, like the the consensus sort of stuff, um, and this guy, man, he has got some crazy speed, and it, it was very fun talking ball with him because some of the things that you marvel at on film, where you're like, man, I don't know how you caught that guy, and he's like, yeah, you know, but I, I had to chase him down because I messed up, like he shouldn't have got behind me, <laughs> you know, and that, and that's where uh, I, I. I it's hard to always judge uh, a ball player based just on tape. Um, so it was good to get to talk to him, especially a kid that was more quiet. And uh, throughout his process, he wasn't one of those that did a bunch of interviews and stuff. So it was kind of hard to gauge where he was standing. Uh, by the time that, you know, you know, a couple days before the commitment, you had a lot of crystal ball picks come in for UK. But really up until throughout the whole month of June, it was like, is it going to be Michigan? Is Penn State going to be able to make a move for this guy? Uh, but Kentucky was ultimately able to land him. Uh, he's he's not your typical build. 
where, you know, especially in this recruiting cycle, Kentucky's gone for a bunch of six foot three, you know, long athletes. Um, JQ Hardaway, they just got from the portal from Cincinnati, six foot three guy. That's our guy, Alex from Colgate's guy. They, they usually go for a lot of size and length here. Nichols doesn't have that, but he does have a lot of just instinctual stuff where he's kind of anticipating plays. Like, I, you know, it might, I, I don't know, like, what sort of how quickly an impact this kid can make. But it's so big to just be able to get one over Michigan and also add another blue chip player. Um, I, you know, I know there was a lot of anxiety, TJ, like, well, I thought this was going to be a good recruiting class. It's slow start. Where's it going? Does Vince lost his fastball? And, like, we got to have Vince Merrow, you know, at, finding Kentucky fans at a, pulse, at a beachside bar in Florida celebrating uh, a four-star commitment, right? Like, now they got – Two this weekend, they're up to three in the class. Um, and if you you get Brian Robinson in the boat, any year's a good year when you get two top ten guys from the state of Ohio in the class, and that seems to be where Kentucky's at. So it'd be be nice if um, I got back on Monday next week and Brian Robinson was in the fold. I don't know what's taking him so long, but you would you would feel great if that's how things end up shaking out in this class. Yeah, what is taking so long? I don't know. I. I he, he's he's been doing like the thank you like all of the uh, there's no official visits on the horizon like he doesn't need to take anymore um uh, he's done all of his thank yous to his people you would it feels like an announcement would be just getting ready to happen um so yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what the deal is yeah i thought he was ready to pop but uh you know with recruiting things things change things can happen so uh, but good. It, it was good to to get the Nichols commitment. That gives this class, I think, some momentum. Uh, it was already, I think, having some momentum with kind of the hot streak it had been on. And good players want to play with other good players, Roush. So the more you get, the better mm-hmm. that is. Normally, when you get a highly ranked quarterback, you can start seeing them take on some of the recruiting role. Uh, and I, you've seen a little bit of that with Cutter Bully, but I also think maybe this fall you, you, you could see him take a step forward and and be a reason more people want to come join this class. Well, but uh, might not have to wait till this fall. Oh, okay, yeah. a little bit before then. Yeah, uh, I would keep an eye on Hardly Gilmore. Just between us friends, might might be uh, might be something in the works. On Fourth of July, that's that's an educated guess, by the way. That is not scoop, but uh, so instead of hardly, it could be fully, fully Gilmore a cat. Oh yeah, um, Gilmore's that, fully a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did want to add too that. So one thing I learned too from being there, just how interconnected things are, because I I hadn't really heard of Withrow High School before, um, where uh, to Ryan plays. And we show up, and it's this awesome stadium, hundred year old school, um, where like it, the backdrop is this kind of, for lack of better comparison, I mean it's kind of like manual, and that they've got like these little, they've got a clock tower, they've got a couple other towers, uh, the stadium, like the actual, it's like concrete seats that are built just off of the school for their bleachers, very cool. Um, and I was like, how have I never heard like that? Well, it turns out this guy. He's only been at the school for five years, and he used to coach at Wayne High School, which um, I don't know if you all remember some of the guys that UK's recruited from there, but Vince has a good relationship with that coaching staff. 
all all of the offensive coaches are old Wayne high school coaches from just north of Dayton. That's where Ahmad Wagner and his family went. Um before that, Tobias Gilliam, they recruited Blue Smith from there. Also Dorian Hendricks. And one of the assistants told me a funny story that Dorian Hendricks, who was a linebacker, um, the first varsity game he played in, uh, Wayne was at Ohio State Stadium uh, because Braxton Miller was their quarterback. They were playing at the shoe against, uh, I want to say it was like Elder or St. X. It was televised on ESPNU. It was the second game of the year, and before the game, Ohio State quarterback commit Braxton Miller gets hurt. He can't play in this marquee game. Well, they at least have a pretty big-time backup who ended up playing at Cincinnati that was ready to roll. That kid gets hurt, messes up his shoulder, so they have to put emergency quarterback Dorian Hendricks in as a true freshman to play in this game. And uh, that was his first uh, big-time performance. That kid, he ended up not doing anything at UK. I think he transferred to the MAC to play a linebacker after two years. But uh, it shows you how interconnected things are. And also that down the pike – do you remember the name Chris Henry, TJ? I know a Derrick Henry. Well, uh, Chris oh, I Henry. Do, I do. I do know Chris Henry. Yeah. 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 He played at West Virginia with Pac-Man Jones. Um, tragically died young uh, in an accident, falling out of a pickup truck. Really weird scenario, but played for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and after his son passed, or after he passed, his son actually moved in well, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's living with Pac-Man Jones now and like their whole family. They got a big crew. But Chris Henry Jr. is a six foot five uh, wide receiver. That is, I mean, and when he told me, you know, I met the kid yesterday and a couple of the other uh, pro- power five prospects introduced themselves to me. I, I'm, I may not be six, six. I'm definitely six, five there. I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself six, five. And I was looking up to this kid and he plays receiver. Um, so that. If you, I don't, I don't know if that is in the cards for Kentucky, but at least the connections are there. And Vince Marrow has um, uh, seemingly infiltrated one of the better schools in Cincinnati, thanks to some connections elsewhere. So that's something uh, to keep an eye on. All right, you're right. We may not have to wait till till fall to have things continue to to heat up for UK football recruiting, and maybe even tomorrow. Keep the dice near you. They're hot right now. You don't want to. Could be. Yeah, you don't want to stick them away. You want to keep them near you. Uh, All right. I I, I ultimately, what gets of the opinion that they're like Fourth of July, CBS Sports HQ would be the perfect, like the most appropriate time for a Brian Robinson announcement. I think he's more the time that would like advertise it a little bit louder. Um, But we we haven't got that. There were some other decisions, um, as expected. Uh, Jaquan Shaq McCroy, he committed to Oregon. Um, on CBS HQ over the weekend, um, that's one of those that that's that the, the you know that's going to be a, a recruitment till the end. So no need to wave the white flag just yet. Um, but that happened, and then Cam Dooley he moved up his announcement, ended up picking Mizzou. This was a kid that wasn't ranked, but you know played basketball, big athlete um, at safety. It was Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and Mizzou, and I don't. I don't know if Kentucky is all that sad about it. I think they're willing to let him walk to prioritize some other safeties. But they got a huge win with uh, Elijah Groves Saturday morning. Uh, and it's one of those recruitment or commitments, TJ, that Groves doesn't do the like fundamental stuff the right way. 
he doesn't wrap up all the time, right? Like he doesn't, he's not one of these very polished prospects, but holy crap, he just does some awesome things on fil- film where you're like, this guy's just a ball player, right? Like he's a great athlete, six foot three, six foot four, 220, and is just a freaking killer out there. Um, Average 20 points a game on the basketball court. Uh, you know, he's got highlights hitting game-winning shots. And in that game-winning shot uh, from the state tournament, they sent him to the state semifinals. His brother, or no, excuse me, his cousin, four-star recruit who committed to play for Ole Miss, he'll be a freshman this fall. Um, he was out of the game, so it's like, all right, my time to get the ball. Let me just bury this real quick. Um, dude's a killer. And on the football field, he's just blowing guys up. Just absolutely wrecking shop. Um, also catching passes, catching touchdowns, returning kicks for touchdowns. He's a crazy athlete. I trust Brad White to be able uh, for this kid to get right. I don't know how quick he is of a processor, how good he is at learning and recognizing stuff. I know Jamin Davis was a little bit slower, but by God, that kid figured it out and was a first-round draft pick. And I, I think Elijah Groves can be just that if he can get it all together. He's he's a freak, man. <laughs> I love watching this tape. One of the most fun highlights I've watched in a long time. Did you is it linked out there somewhere? Easy to see? Yeah, yeah. Uh just Google Elijah Groves film room. There's a a whole compilation of huddle and Lucky broke down his tape before he went on vacation. I know he's a big fan as well. Good stuff. All right. Well, that is a good place to end hour number 1. We're going to come back. We can talk football recruiting on the Thornton's text line if that's what you want to, to text in, 502-414-1450. We do need to talk some about what Calipari discussed on Friday. The Canada yeah. trip is right around the corner. Do we need to discuss it if he's moving in silence? We'll discuss that as well. Gonna be it's just gonna be a fun hour two of Kentucky roll call to get you ready for your Fourth of July holiday celebrating America's birthday. This is Kentucky roll call on Big Exports oh, Radio. TJ Walker, Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this for hour number two of Kentucky roll call. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Maybe you're off work today. Hopefully you – I would hope that you are tomorrow. Uh, We will be off Wednesday morning, and then we'll be back to end the week on Thursday and Friday. Roush will be gone. This will be the last you'll hear from him this week. But we'll – Either get somebody to fill in with us, or it'll just be Scoots and, and myself. So either way, you'll be in good hands. We'll we'll figure that out come Thursday. Get your text into the Thornton's text line. We're going to spend more 
time this hour, the final hour of today's show, on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And Roush, we're going to talk a little bit about what John Calipari had to say on Friday. This is our first chance, really, to get to, to talk about that. Roush once again says, nah, I'm good. What? He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. <laughs> it's, it's multiple times in one show today. What the hell is my problem? Um, but yeah, we need to discuss his uh, Friday press conference. So, um, Scoots, do you, do you have the clip that I sent ready to rock and roll? I do, yeah. You want to play it now? Th- 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 this is really all. I, th- there's some newsy stuff, but this is all I can think about was this clip right here. All right, here we go. If you don't mind me dropping a name. He said, I like how you just keep it in-house, what you do. And, and everybody, he said, it's like my lyric. Real G's stay silent like lasagna. Now, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> but he gave it to me and said, you need to roll with that. Little one. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you, what's your issue, Roush? <laughs> That's great. I don't. So here's the thing. I don't actually have an issue with it um, because really he just used a nice tool to say, I'm not answering no questions. Like I'll do some big picture stuff, but the reports of the La Familia Club leaking are really all we're going to get from him. He's not going to go on the record to discuss it uh, because he believes that he's giving others a competitive advantage. I don't, you know, whether that's right or wrong or indifferent, that's fine. Um, this is a I, – I, I do appreciate, too, that it is – it's very much an old cow way of, like, here's how I'm going to be the cool guy. Like, so I appreciate it. It's just he, – he delivered it well there, but when he just kept saying lasagna towards the end of the press conference, it's like, okay, like, cow, we're not just – lasagna isn't your code word to just get out of stuff you don't want to talk about. Like, we can't we can't be doing this all the time. Yeah, it, like again, it. Uh, I agree with you. Kind of the classic Cal, gonna say something fun, cool, hip, show you that I'm with it. But <laughs> he doesn't really usually say things unintentionally. Everything's got kind of meaning behind it. This one wasn't so subtle as Roush already touched on and alluded to. It was just kind of his way of being like, "Yeah, you haven't heard from us. You're not gonna hear from us. We're gonna keep things quiet." And look, I've got a little fun quote to to back it up, which is actually a quote that has been kind of thrown around with Kenny Payne and U of L, although I don't think Kenny Payne himself said it. I think like somebody inside the program, it's a quote that's been thrown around with him too, which just kind of goes to show these two. If U of L fans are mad about anything in terms of how quiet their basketball program is, they need to look no further than just John Calipari who coached Kenny Payne on all this stuff. Uh, they're they're kind of peas in a pod with that but so i didn't it was cute but also just kind of like cal you don't need to go three months without talking (laughs) you can give your fans a heads up and that was part of it is that like even though i found myself kind of rolling my eyes a few times at some of the stuff that he said he still is good he's still a good talker i was happy to be rolling my eyes yeah yeah (laughs) it's still somebody that you can get he can get people excited if there are concerns or worries he can get he can ease and smooth those concerns whether or not valid and he's actually doing it in reality or he's just making you feel better with his words that's a conversation for a different day but he at least 
can calm people down. And this summer, I don't think needed to be nearly as turbulent as it was. If he just talks, I think he could have eased a lot of the concerns. Uh, I didn't like the quote that was out there regarding the roster. Did you see that, Roush? Uh, it was essentially we have – he was kind of he started by lamenting at length about grad transfers being able to enter the portal whenever, and you know we'll be ready was kind of his message. Like if it happens, we might, we might not. Like he kind of hemmed and hawed around that, but if the opportunity presented himself with a grad transfer, he wasn't going to shut the door on it. Which I, I feel like just that's like almost an obligatory. I mean, Stoops, anytime you ask them if they're done, they're going to say, well, never say never sort of deal. And that's kind of what I was getting from Cal. Yeah, I, I got that as well. And just kind of reading the quote, it made me a little bit nervous because uh, I said, I'm going to guess, and I've been wrong before, but I would say maybe 10 or more transfers are going to happen. Not at UK. I, I had that reaction when I first read that. I was like, 10 more guys at UK are going to transfer. Everybody on the team is going <laughs> to re-transfer again? What is going on here? But he says, I'm going to make a guess. I've been wrong before. I'll say 10 more transfers will happen, maybe in August. So a team that thinks they have guys, you're not going to have that guy. Why would that happen? How could that happen? Transfer because they graduated from the other school they can do that August 28th and transfer because they graduated. There's no time limit. So my guess is at least 10. You'll make a foreign trip. The kid will have graduated, come back home, and says he's going somewhere else. May have something to do with Will. Nil, it may not. This is all different than we've dealt with in the past. Roush, my initial instinct was like, oh, please tell me this isn't reading between the lines more on Antonio Reeves. Yeah, like that. you're like warning us that Antonio Reeves is only here for the summer. That's what I kind of took it as. Yeah. Because, you know, what did we hear all about with Antonio Reeves? He's trying to graduate. Is he going to be able to graduate? He wants to transfer, but he can't graduate in time. But he's back at UK. You're going to have a guy make a foreign trip. The kid's going to come back home because he's graduated. He's going to go somewhere else. I don't know. I hope that wasn't a little, like, and UK never made an official announcement on Antonio Reeves. They have yeah. they have included him in pictures, but yeah. it'd probably be a little too on the nose if you didn't include him in any social media. Then it'd be like, all right, well, something's definitely up. So do they come to some sort of a, agreement of, hey, Antonio, come back to UK, play for us in Canada. We need the bodies just to begin with. And if you really don't like the fit, then you can keep working towards graduation and maybe by August, you'll be good to go. I don't know, Roush. That quote worried me. No inside info or anything like that. Yeah, it was a gosh. little too on the nose about a, a pretty unique situation he's got in his own house. Yeah, and man. He I, I didn't done anything to be like, hey, enjoy Antonio Reeves for another year because we've got him, baby. Damn it. I hadn't thought of it that way either. Gosh, you're right. You're right. You're right. That. I mean, and like you said, I don't think that that – is imminent, but it is a very much a he's trying to curve this off at the pass. So yeah, gosh, ah. I hope it's not about him. Which is why it'd be nice if UK just came out and they're like, and Tony Reeves is going to be playing for UK all season. Don't sweat it. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Well, but 
I think we'll get more of that. Like they're going to be playing in Canada. He's going to be playing. He's going to be scoring. And I, I think at some point somebody will just flat out ask him. Well, and and eventually, like re, they're, they're playing enough games in Canada where Reeves is going to be. He's going to talk. So there, there's our chance to like. Are you? Uh, you know, you don't need to pin him in a corner, but go ahead, pin him in a corner. Get get an answer out of him. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely would. Uh, that was probably what concerned or worried me the most about his press conference. I, but besides that, it was here, a lot of positives. I'll give you my most encouraging thing, though. I was very happy that seemingly everything that Travis Graff had shared about Aaron Bradshaw's decision-making process was what John Calipari relayed, which, shout out Travis, uh, him and Jack, are their sources. Sources say that they are on their way to play some golf and are listening to KRC. So, uh, shout out to – this is where the insiders get their inside info, TJ. It's Kentucky Roll Call. Wow, uh, you got sources say on the sources say, guys? Yeah, exactly, right? Like, pretty pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Jones, gotcha. Where are they golfing at? Uh, Big Blue out at the U Club. Wow. Which is that – and I, I, I'll, if I have the chance, I always play Wildcat. <laughs> Big Blue is unforgiving. There's so much water there. Yeah, that's a, that's a fun course. I haven't been out there in way too long now. That's been I know, years. man. It's it has been a while. Um uh, but uh yeah, yeah. Uh nevertheless, uh but what John Calipari said was kind of reiterating what Travis said, and it makes sense from Bradshaw's comments as well that he could have had the chance to just like, all right, this thing will probably heal on its own. There's a chance it might not. So you can get surgery and just get it over with quicker and be ready for the season. Or this could be a lingering problem, and he chose to go with the surgery, and they're optimistic that everything will be fine by the time the season rolls around. I did think it was a little weird that he didn't just go to the – like he's, he's not going to Canada at all. I would thought that, like, okay, it's a team trip. Just go with the team. Have some fun in Canada. Watch your, watch your guys play. But he's not doing that. That part, I think, is a little just like I, – I don't know why you wouldn't want to go on the team trip. But – at least from the injury standpoint, things are things seem to all check out and be moving in the right direction. Uh, I think I read somewhere that like this is I, I don't know if this matters at all, but uh, the Canada trip is not like excused absence for school. Um, could be wrong about that for what it's worth. I wonder if Bradshaw just had to stay from a school standpoint. Yeah, I mean, they, like, that all sounds ridiculous. Like, you can get out. Yeah. Like, people they accommodate all the time. Like, they, I, I know. Yeah. Um, it could just be a treatment sort of deal. You get better treatment staying in Lexington than if he had been going up in Canada. I, I also wonder about that, too. But I also wonder about that when people don't make road trips to games at Vanderbilt or Tennessee. Right. Where it's just like, it'd be nothing for them to just be able to hop on the bus and go go with them although sometimes they do fly to those games too so yeah I, I thought that that was that stood out to me too Roush just him not even making the trip to Canada uh, also I didn't love that no surprise Cal said this but I didn't love the we're, we're we'll be in no rush to bring him back we're not going to rush him back yeah I, I think that's in just the Cal vernacular though he keys never I, I get agree. that out of his system. I would not expect him to say anything differently. There is no reason to rush him back. Like if you're if the idea is you just want him to be a contributor come come March, you you theoretically wouldn't need to bring him back to like February. 
I mean, theoretically, you wouldn't have to bring him back till March, but you'd want to shake off some of the rust, get him up to the college speed and whatnot. So it makes sense to say I would not expect him to come back and be like, as soon as we can get him on the court, we're going to do it. He's not, we're, we're going to, day one, we want him to be on a, a, in a UK jersey playing for us. There's no, it was, be nonsensical for them to do that. But the more we're not going to rush him back, if it's November, games are happening, Roush, and UK. Uh, yeah, we're in no rush. We're in yeah, no yeah, rush. Well, we're going to take yeah. our time. We're, we're, we are in a rush. Please. Then Christmas <laughs> rolls around. No rush. No, yeah, like, no, no. We're, you're just sprinting. leaving the door open for people to be crazy and whine yeah. and – I won't blame the people for being crazy because we want to know what the deal with Bradshaw. So that stood out to me as well. But overall, I I thought, again, he can talk and and get people optimistic, get people fired up for the season. The Antonio Reeves stuff, it did worry me, but he did say that Antonio Reeves is carrying himself in a different way, that he doesn't seem nearly as anxious, uh, didn't even look like he was the same guy, is how Calipari describes him. Uh, Now that he's been at UK, he knows what to expect. So maybe that... Again, not necessarily the warm and fuzzy of like he's definitively back, everybody. No need to be worried about him potentially leaving. But at least they did comment on him. They didn't comment on, they did comment on Antonio Reeves. Uh, good stuff there. And they really, really like, he, he likes the guys. Said good things about Onenzo and Thierro, some of the returning players, which was nice to see. Yeah. And Thierro's, um, I think he gets left out of the equation oftentimes, all too often. And if he just – he can be a glue guy the way he handles the ball. It's more of just like, all right, well, like, just finish and do some basic scoring. We, you know, don't need a ton, but if you can hit, check off the basics, then we're in good shape. Does Kentucky get more out of Thierro or Uganda this year? Because I think I'm in the minority camp and thinking that Thierro will provide the more valuable minutes for the Cats. Why do you think that, Scoops? I just, I don't know, the flashes we saw last year when he was on the court, he didn't get a whole lot of run, and neither did Ugana, but I just feel like the potential is there more so with Thierro. Just, I, I don't know why I think that, maybe just because the way he's grown, he's got that junkyard dog mentality, I feel like, on the floor. I just, I, I'm expecting bigger things from him this year than Ugana. I. He's going to have less opportunities than you got. Yeah, and that's true yeah. with his with his position. Yeah, I mean, but who knows? I mean, the way he's grown, can't can't Kentucky play him at the four? I mean, he'll be needed there, right? Possibly so. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he could, and if he's really truly six seven, six eight ish, he he could play the four. He's really grown. I think he's up to like two fifteen in terms of his body weight. It's an interesting take. Scoots, I think if you're right, and if the arrow plays a bigger role or is the better player, or however you want to phrase it, this season, I think it's going to worry a lot of Kentucky people just because it feels like UK is so dead set on Uganda being a, a big-time contributor at the five position. But everything we've heard up to this point, and it's summer practice reports, and while there's probably some truth to some of it, people are going to overreact to the vast majority of it. But the early returns from good old-fashioned insiders like Travis Kraft and Jack Pilgrim, is that Uganda has struggled a little bit, or he hasn't really been he, – he's looked good defensively. He's done nice things defensively. You haven't really seen any sort of step offensively that makes you think that he could be a big-time contributor on that end of the ball. If, if that's the case, that's going to be 
that's going to be trouble for UK. At that point, do you keep you got on the bench and then you play Bradshaw and Trey Mitchell at the four and the five, respectively? Um, and if that's the case, then I think it definitely opens the door for Thierro to be a bigger contributor, if you will. But if if it is Thierro, I think that may be worse news for UK, um, in my opinion, just because you need you need at, at a minimum you need elite shot blocking from Uganda. It yeah. will allow you to play differently defensively, ways you haven't played in a while. If you can't even get that out of him, then you're you're a man down on the front court, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I mean I agree with that. I just for me, I didn't see enough out of Uganda to give him hype coming into this year. So for me, sitting back just producing this show and hearing UK fans' thoughts, it's it's hard for me to back Uganda, you know, because I didn't see that. I mean, yeah, we saw some shot blocking last year, but like you said, TJ, he's, he doesn't provide anything offensively, and maybe that changes this year. I'm not, I'm not trying to hate on the kid. I just, I think he's still a year away from being really, really good for this team. Well, As the uh, guy in Malibu's most wanted said, "Don't be hating." <laughs> Forgot the guy's name though. Um. Me too. Man, I, I can't, yeah, not not a huge deal. I, I don't take it as hating as all scoots. And you're, I mean, it's really pretty solid basketball analysis. You're right. You you did see more. Weirdly enough, maybe that should have been a bigger talking point this summer. We were so worried about the roster, though, we couldn't really get into the X's and O's. If you were saying like, who did you see more out of last season, a Arrow or you gonna on Enzo or Kingsley on Enzo? The answer would be the arrow. I mean, you you needed some like valuable minutes out of him in that Arkansas win on the road where Antonio Reeves went off. Uh, unfortunately for Uganda, as the competition got better, you, you saw just kind of how far away he actually was more and more to the point that you couldn't play him. Now, that being said, uh, that was kind of a redshirt year for him. You'd hope that he'd make a jump. Calipari was raving about him, whether or not that was just coach speak or trying to get your guy pumped up or there was some validity to it. Time time will tell there. But you did probably see more flashes out of Adu last year than you did Uganda, and that's going to be interesting, um, at, at, especially later on in the year, as I'd mentioned. Early in the year, I saw Uganda and saw some of the way he ran the floor and he blocked shots, and I was like, this dude. I remember I was, I was texting my friend who knows basketball pretty well, I was like, Uganda's going to be a two-year player. He's going to go pro after this year. Uh, he's really fun. I can't wait to kind of see him reach his potential. And he texted back, and he was – and this is, again, we're talking about after a game in, like, November of last season. So very, very, very small sample size. My buddy was like, eh, that seems a little premature. Just, again, even in kind of our wildest dreams, I think he'd probably be a three-year player. He looks, he looks more raw than I think you're giving him credit for. So I've always kind of gone back to that conversation because I do think this is kind of going to be how raw is Uganda Kingsley? Is he can he just be a defensive player? Can you even put him on the floor where he can block shots and defend? If you can, I think that's something in its own right. But if he can't even provide that, if he just gets pushed around, similar think back to the Michigan game in London with with Hunter Dickinson when Uganda had to guard him for a little bit. Hunter Dickinson just did wherever, whatever he wanted, wherever he wanted on the floor. If it's anything similar to that again this year, then Scoots, you're going to be right in saying that Adu will be a more valuable, impactful player. Uh, at a minimum, Uganda's got to be able to stay out there and play defense and be an elite defender. 
but we'll see. Well, is, he, is, he, is he still too raw? It's a fair question that we do not know the answer to. And to not jump ahead on the text line, but I'm going to do just that. Somebody just texted in on the Thorns text line and said, do we necessarily need you go on offense? If he can catch lobs and get a couple putbacks, I think we're fine. Offense shouldn't be an issue this season, which I, I agree with. And, and you brought it up, TJ. Just give us, give us something defensively, and that's good enough. One, I think the biggest thing that a do can do uh, is potentially shore up Kentucky's rebounding problem. You know, I mean, Oscar Sheboy is not there to get them all. So if you go is struggling, I I can see um, a do Justin Edwards and DJ Wagner being good enough perimeter, you know, rebounders as guards being aggressive enough that that kind of helps mitigate and and fill that vacuum um, there in the inside of the Kentucky defense and you you would hope with stretch fours and a trey mitchell and a bradshaw that can kind of extend the floor those can be your front court scores not necessarily in the traditional back to the basket way but they can be the people that can spread the floor and you gonna at the five hey just defend block shots if somebody gets beaten off the dribble be there waiting in the wings to to make life difficult on them that's the bare minimum you get that out of them all right then i think you're going to be fine if you can't get that out of him, then you probably really did swing and miss bigly not being able to get a Hunter Dickinson or an Oscar Sheboy back at the five position. And then maybe also we'll look, maybe we'll 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 watch Uganda in Canada and we'll say, okay, it is only July. He can go uh, there's a long time between now and March. He can get better, but he really needs to get better. He's really, really far off. He's not nearly as close as we were hoping. Then maybe that cow quote about August that I'm a little worried about has something to potentially do with Antonio Reeves. Maybe that makes UK the aggressor and just means, hey, if we feel like we need to go grab somebody, we'll go grab somebody. We'll go get somebody. Um, And if I had to guess at a single position of where that would be, it would be in the front court because you still have some uncertainty with Bradshaw. We all hope and are crossing our fingers that Uganda is going to take that next step, but there still is uncertainty there as well. So that could be two out of your potential three front court pieces. We don't think Somto Surreal is going to reclassify, or that's what all the experts think. They don't think that he's going to make that jump just yet. So maybe Cal wasn't giving us a little hint, hint, nudge, nudge of, to keep an eye on Antonio Reeves. Maybe it was a hint, hint, nudge, nudge. We're going to go get somebody else too if we feel like we got to do that. He uh he was working out with Dwight Howard over the weekend. I saw that. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty, there, pretty I saw cool. there were some tweets of like, do we really want him learning his offense from Dwight Howard? Dwight oh Howard is he's a is, Hall of Famer. <laughs> like people forget that he took a Magic team with like Hito Turkaloo being the second best player to the NBA Finals against Kobe Bryant and the Lakers. Like that was all Dwight Howard. And we've seen big guys dominate the playoffs before, but very, very, very rarely is it truly and completely a one-man show. And for that Magic team, it was a one-man show. So Somto, you you digest and you take in anything you can from that dude. That Dwight Howard was an absolute freak. The yeah yeah he he absolutely was. Um, he just you know he's kind of a character off the court, and things didn't go as well for him once he left the Magic. Um, just people forget, though, Magic Dwight Howard, really, really awesome. That things went fine. I mean, he was in the NBA forever as a big guy and, like, made a ton of money. He was fine. 
Yeah, yeah. He just wasn't as... Uh, he wasn't the, uh, the, the same. standalone star that right. was going to... But right, to right. even do that just even one season, even if the East was kind of bad that season, uh, still was pretty impressive. Let's yep. read a couple texts, and then we'll okay. get to the our last break here. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, Scoots has the same eating method as me, nothing but garbage, and it forces your body to get used to it, and it stops making you get sick or have to run to the toilet. Like special forces soldiers, our bodies stay ready so they don't have to get ready. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Accurate. You, is the everything good with the stomach, Scoots? Yeah. Great. The scoots poop three to four times at the lake. Ooh, <laughs> aqua dumps? No, no, not a not a lake guy, lake pooper. Never, never. You never aqua dumped? I have. I mean, back when I was like nine. Oh man, I, if I get the opportunity, I'm taking it. It's, <laughs> quite it's, the thrill. Yeah, yeah it is it really quite the is. thrill. You, yeah, you feel like you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, and it's uh, refreshing. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't make a. I've. I've done it just to say I've done it, but it, it's it's a little too scary for me. <laughs> done it just to say I've done it. <laughs> well, I feel like you got to be able to say you took an aqua dump. <laughs> oh, it's great. We could get into some of our favorite Fourth of July activities. Aqua dump not on the list, but <laughs> a texter says Elon Musk sucks. Thanks for breaking Twitter. Oh, oh easily man. one of my favorite parts of the weekend, Roush. Seeing everybody cry about Twitter. I mean, but like this is the first time where I'm I'm like, oh no, like if, I I just went through my mind that like, okay, may, this is just a temporary thing. Everything will be back to normal when I get back from vacation. But like I, I'm like legitimately worried about being able to do because like I, I'll be able to figure it out. But just my job is so much easier with Twitter and having to go about it another way to find news. Like I, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You're not gonna have to do it. This is like take six or seven of people whining that Twitter's dead. It's gonna die forever. And I could get the, the like scrolling and not being able to have your timeline refresh would be annoying. I didn't have to deal with it. My my timeline was just totally normal and no issues. Totally, everything was great on my end of Twitter over the weekend. But this idea of like these people that six different times in the last year have tweeted, "Well, that's it. I'm leaving. You're gonna have to find me somewhere else. Here's my Instagram. Here's my Facebook page." Uh, it is funny to think about. I saw a funny tweet, and it was said, "Just one more refresh, bro. Please, just one more refresh. I just need a little bit more content. Please, one more. Come on. There's better tweets now. Let me refresh." <laughs> the the ones who were like basically saying like my life would be nothing without this app, or like I owe everything to this app. Is it, it was a little melodramatic, like. But at the same time, it's, it it would be I just very... love these people having to like do their goodbye messages. And now it's like, again, they've done it about six times in the last year. I'm just, yeah, you're right. You got a lot of that. I, I wouldn't be where I'm at without this. And I just want you all to remember me for the good tweets I had, not the bad ones. I did, I did find it very <laughs> odd, though, that like Elon Musk was telling us to get off of his app. And it's like, why, how was that good business? Like, you're. And and I think my overall frustration point is just like, dude, Elon, why did you spend $44 billion on a vanity project that affects so many people? Like that, that's the part where it's, it's frustrating. 
Like, I, I go buy a sports team. Run them into the ground. Don't run Twitter into the ground, Elon. Twitter's never worked better for me. If it's running into the ground, not on my end. Everything's going great over here. Yeah, and I, for me, part of it is I, I got it a couple of times, but I also was just not on it. Like Today's the first day where it's going to be a work day, and I'm going to be kind of, I don't say worried, but like, what happens if I do get to the point where I can't refresh anymore? I don't know. So I'll find other ways to look for stuff to post on KSR. You have to get on the burner and then post from that one. Don't have a burner. You make it's time for the the Rick Nash burner account. Oh, yeah, I got an email address. Might as well start one. If you run out of views on the one, you switch over to the other. Can I say my favorite take was that somebody said that uh, paying money is the best way to protect free speech, and I was like, you, you, you man. We, <laughs> It's like, it's not, is it free if you have to pay money for free speech? I don't don't think that's how it works. That's a good legal question that that we've been been debating for years. All right, let's take our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line. Get you on your way to your 4th of July holiday. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen comes up next. On Independence Day. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. You're going to stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, whisker do's, whisker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Then we'll be out tomorrow for the 4th of July. And Man. We're taking a lot of places taking their holiday today. We're taking it the day after 4th of July. Great return, though, Scoots. That was appropriate for the setting. I don't know about you in Lennytown, but uh, the Beachmont has been filled with fireworks. Um. It's the season. I'm not. I'm not even going to get mad. Just don't light them off when it's light out. You're just kind of wasting them. Can you pat me on the back for the first rejoin as well as from coming to America? I'm on. Yeah, it. No, I'm on I've it. Heard tonight. it a lot of times, but like, it's not as American as Joe Dirt talking about whisker dudes <laughs> and whisker don'ts. True. With with uh, or without the scooter stick. I I'll give you all the pats on the back, Scoots. You're doing great. Thanks, pal. <laughs> uh, you know what else is great is Shady Rays. They're yeah, you- perfect. When you're outside for all your 4th of July activities, I, I'm going to need a, a forecast from meteorologist Scooter Dingus to know how often I need to wear my Shady Rays. Um, but you always need to have them handy. That's why you should get multiple pairs. Use promo code Big X at checkout. And if you lose one, don't worry. Their replacement pair, I promise, will hook you up. 
to make sure you aren't staring into the sun, blinded by the light. They got you. They're the best. Promo code Big X, 25% off for outstanding polarized lenses at a great price. ShadyRays.com. I think the weather's going to be pretty nice tomorrow. It is, yeah. And Wednesday. It's going to be it's going to be warm, but I don't think you, you got to worry yeah. about maybe just if you do get a shower, just know that you're unlucky and that a higher power doesn't want you to have a fun 4th of July. But besides that, it should be pretty dry for most people in the area. Good, good. I um, It was what dry do, Saturday. What do, have, I, what do you have planned tomorrow? Uh, a friend is um, – it's actually kind of funny uh, – the there's a couple there's a couple uh pools on southern parkway where you're like oh man that's got to be great you got the big parkway house and you got there's only like a couple houses that have them um and one of my buddies uh it's his older sister I, you know i don't know them well enough to go over there but she's out of town he's house sitting is like hey pool party let's 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 do it so yeah we'll just hang out at a pool tomorrow afternoon gonna do a little fireworks and ice cream tonight at a family friend's house so we got a nice little slate on deck. Nice, I, I love that. Uh, I've got to, I've got to work today. I've got to actually go up to French Lick, which is, I think, maybe second furthest I've ever gone for an appraisal. But times are tough, fellas. God, can't say no to the or can't say no to the orders when I get well. Them. You you wouldn't have to if you would bet Brad Cox in the no. Stephen Foster on Saturday. No. I want a little money on Saturday, Benton. Uh, I didn't hit that one, unfortunately, but I want a little I, bit of money. I did the thing where I, I won enough to try to hit big, you know? Like, I hit, like, a pick three. I had a double. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I was trying to get some – sprinkle a try or two in there. Um, but I, I couldn't hit the big one. But that was that was a fun day of racing, and it got blown up by 46-1. to 1, And I should have, like – Seeing Greg Foley, like I, you know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for Greg Foley horses. Used to play basketball with his son, who's in the horse business now. Name drop. Should have just taken a flyer on the 46 to one um, that had Flavian Pratt on board. But uh, that that was I know there was some people that had a big lick on that one. But yeah, West uh, West Will Power going to be in the Breeders' Cup Classic after winning Stephen Foster. Just kind of weird seeing that race there and not like like that could have been an awesome night of night racing at Churchill Downs that we just didn't get. So kind of a bummer. Yep, they just took it away for really no reason other than to just like for PR purposes. Last year we went to Churchill Downs on the Fourth of July, and we really I think it was the last day of their meet, but we had a really really fun time. Took the baby. Uh, we don't. We're out of a lake. We're currently out of a lake house rotation. It's embarrassing to say, but we are. We're just we're out of. Our families used to have lake houses. They sold mm -hmm. them. We've got some friends that have them, but they're there with families. So uh, we're, we don't, I mean, Scoots and Roush both independently have lake houses. Of course, we don't get the invites to either one of those. I don't have a lake house for what it's worth. We're golfing in the morning, and then I think we've got a pool to go to in the afternoon. So we've had it worse on 4th of July, but there, there ain't nothing like going to the lake. I'll tell you that. I'm uh, I'm real excited about tonight. So the lake I'm going to, they were supposed to do fireworks on Saturday night, but due to the weather, they moved it to Monday night. So I'm real excited about that. I'll I'll go there. TJ, I have to work today as well. 
Um, hopefully not very long. Just get some room inspections done and get out of there and get down to Patoka, where my buddy has he's renting a lake house like less than a mile from the lake. So next two days, I'm really looking forward to. And I got confirmation that I will be golfing today after the show out at Elk Run. So things are shaping up nicely for old scoots. Wow, you're getting back to Elk Run again. Love that place. I, TJ, the, the lake scene is overrated once you get a kid, like little ones, because it's just, uh, if it rain, like at least like here, if it's a pool and it rains, you go inside and you have all their stuff there. I mean, I'm not taking all of my kids stuff down to the lake house. So like the weather lately, it's, it's not great w- lake weather with uh, the way that rain's happening. Mm, I you know? don't know. I mean, I, I you you probably know better than me. You've you've lived it, you've experienced it. But if you've got a na- nice lake house set up, you're right there. The water's right there. You can kind of go in and out. I think you, that could be kid proof. But again, you're talking from experience. I'm just wishful thinking. We've got a lot of text to get to though. Let's do it to it. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. Keep sending them while we're away. Um, hey. It's always great to catch up on the Thornton's text line. At what age did you guys start playing golf? Uh, I I mean, I played as a young kid. Like, when we would go on vacation, I'd get to go with my dad. And, you know, I didn't play a ton. Sometimes it was just hitting shots. But um, I didn't start, like, playing regularly, though, till I don't know, like, going into college. Right? Yeah, like, I, I think I, – I mean, I started playing when I was in – third or fourth grade and then i was just really frustrated that i was horrible at it and i was just into pretty much every other sport so i kind of stopped playing again until high school and then picked it up again in high school just like joe you know not jokingly but did not casually very casually and then just year after year kind of started like getting into it more and more and by the end of college i was playing probably once every two weeks or once every week and since then, just have picked it up. I wish I would have never taken that break from, like, fifth grade to sophomore year of high school. I wish I would have played all the way throughout there. But Yeah, uh, but yeah. I, I, so, it goes through ebbs and flows when you're early on. But if, as long as you've just got the clubs handy and a little bit of a starting point, that's that's good. I probably did a couple golf camps, too, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I know yeah. I did, you know, and th- th- that was a lot of fun. Scoots, what about you? I was 18 when I started. Maybe even 19. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was I was a late bloomer. I was I was always a baseball player though and I was we talked about baseball superstitions a couple months ago, but yeah, I didn't want to mess up my baseball swing, but looking back, probably should have played golf cuz I didn't have a very good baseball swing to start with. So, yeah, there's just so many people that say that. They're like not the not the baseball specific, but just I should have played golf, should have played golf. And I'm the same way, like I loved basketball. I was pretty solid at basketball, not great by any means. But like, I, what what was the best thing for me? Like, maybe <laughs> if it all panned out, that I would have been like a D three basketball bench player or something like that. Where if I just would have focused on golf, would I've ever been a golf star? No. But would I be a lot better right now in my life and happier as a human? Yes. Yeah, but you got you got all life to play golf. You can only play basketball competitively for like 10 That's years. That's true too. It's a good counterpoint to that. So, uh, Texter uh, says, what is with ESPN laying off all their employees? They got to pay for Pat McAfee. I he love that people think it's just as cut and dry as that, but mm-hmm. it's, 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 it is a lot of like, that's a great example because the model is now that like paying a lot for these legacy studio hosts just isn't worth it. So the Susie Colbert was the big surprise. Um, but like 
also she's the perfect person for a layoff because she's been there for three decades uh, and she had a, a smaller ish role right like she was just a studio host on Monday Night Football she did a great job and I'm going to remember her for how she had poised throughout the DeMar Hamlin incident um, with the Bengals and the Bills um, so I mean she's leaving while she's still on top of her game she, um, I know the Joe Namath thing too. That was that was big, you know, 15, 20 years ago when he said, I, I won't accuse you. But like they're she's gonna get replaced by Mina Combs. That's the report out there. And Mina Combs just does a lot more and has a lot bigger star and also provides commentary. So essentially they're just overpaying they're paying more for people that can have takes and also be on social media and do all this different stuff, and they're phasing out sort of the 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 more bloated salaries like like Steve Young got cut it's like okay I get that you know what do you really need him for the one that surprised me though TJ was getting rid of Todd McShay because they had already done like they had invested more and more into the NFL draft they hired Jordan Reed they hired Matt Mill like they hired a bunch of new draft people this year so maybe they just think they can get the younger guys in on the cheap but uh, as as cables as their grip on cable has gone away. Um, they're just revenues down, so they have to be more going to be tighter with their cash, and they're spending it on uh, big fish that can go across multiple platforms instead of just legacy media sort of folks. What what did Broadway Joe say? Sorry, I, I, he he was on Monday Night Football in a sideline yeah. interview, and he said, "I want to kiss you." Yeah, just yeah, I just it, I, I thought that maybe Scoots had played the clip there for a second, but that was just you doing the impersonation. No, oh, did you like that? You like that Broadway Joe? <laughs> I do. That was one of the weird. Just imagine that during the social media era. Oh man! Well, that's where uh, PFT commenter he got his start by commenting on blogs on the Kissing Super Susie Colbert website. Like that was a very popular NFL blog back in the day. It was Kissing Susie Colbert and uh, Pro Football Talk, uh, and they had a very awkward cartoon of Joe Namath trying to kiss Susie Colbert as their is there like header, header image? That's why they call him Broadway Joe. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Just subtle sexual harassment here and there. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, I'm sorry, but Cal State never panicked. Or, uh, I skipped one, uh, but I'll, we'll finish this one. Sorry, but Cal State never panicked or had, and he had everything planned out just like he wanted as the biggest load of bologna. He says silent like G's in bologna. Yes, uh, it, that was Bologna. Yeah, it totally. It totally was. They didn't have everything planned out. I think they always knew that. Like again, we knew. If we knew, they knew. I would imagine. But like, hey, you're only two people away. This isn't tough. You're close. That's what made it all more frustrating. And then, boom, you get Antonio Reeves. We think. We hope. Maybe. Maybe not. Don't know. And then Trey Mitchell, which no, you, you obviously couldn't have planned for Trey Mitchell. I do think they had some other names out there that they were potentially had a, had a shot with, but it all worked out. So it doesn't really matter whether or not he was full of Bologna or not. A texture says, Scoot, did you participate in rush week at IU? Did you ever consider rushing a fraternity? I bet the talent at IU was pretty elite. Talent was definitely very elite at Indiana, but no, I never really wanted to go the fraternity route. So didn't even go through the week. You would have loved the party in. Oh, I partied. Trust me. If you could pick one job to do the rest of your life, what would that be, gentlemen? A dream job. 
golfing. Scoots were just golf. Yes, yeah. a golfer for sure. But I don't. Th- I, you have to be good enough to be a professional golfer. Well, I mean, if you season. if you have like endless money, you can just get lessons and stuff. I mean, I wouldn't want to do it if I'm how I play now. But yeah, if I was good, that'd be fun. Very really fun too. Yeah. It, it's just funny that, like, actually, you can just say that you're a pro. Like, you won't make money, but you can declare you're a pro, just like Michael DeScott declared bankruptcy. I mean, you—that's that's how easy it is to be a pro golfer. Just, I'm a pro, but you don't have to be a pro. Because TJ, I, I think about it whenever I buy lottery tickets. I'll be like, oh, so if I win the lottery, I'm I'm still going to do my job, probably, right? Because I I really like my job. Like, at minimum, still do a podcast. Yeah, it would be nice to not have to wake up early, but yeah. Well, that's what uh, a podcast would do. We wouldn't have to wake wake up early anymore. Yeah, but, but also I kind of like get my day started. So yeah, I mean this is this is a pretty sweet gig. Yeah, it's pretty nice. A uh, texter says this whole rate limit exceeded ordeal on Twitter is absolutely tragic. Completely ruins the best app for news and media. Another hilarious part for me, Roush, is that like. The literal U.S. government was spying in on our direct messages if we wanted to, and they were censoring certain people that disagreed with the government. And none of these people said anything about that stuff. But the second that they can't refresh their Twitter feed, ah! Ah! oh yeah, because because people they're under the impression that like they they will like just. I don't think folks care that their information is getting stolen. They don't. No, they don't. They're they're willing willing to sacrifice all of their personal information just to be able to use apps. Yep. No, they are. And and I'm probably more guilty of it than I even care to admit my own right. That, like, you know, you're just getting personal information probably hacked just just so I can play a stupid chess game on my phone or something like that. A texter says, Scoots, did you attend any sports camps growing up as a kid? Uh, yeah, I was actually at baseball camp the year that the All Star Game tied. That was All my right. that was my one big sports camp. Texture says, "Do you think it's more likely to hit a hole in one in golf or catch a home run ball?" Home run uh, ball. Catch a home run. Catch ball. a home run ball. Yeah. yeah. Just sit there long enough, and, and one will come your way. When you guys play a scramble together, whose ball do you guys use the most frequently? Uh, intern Jacobs. Oh yeah, intern Jacobs for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I will say, teams. though, if I keep striking the ball like I've been doing, by the time the big X scramble comes around, we're going to be using some more Roushy Boy shots. So we like to you hear. That's right. You're a, de- a decent little scramble player just because you'll sometimes hit good ones. It's just the in-betweens are not as good. But that's yeah. all right. Yeah. You don't worry we're about that. Scramble. Yeah. One of the better feelings in golf is when you figure out what you're doing wrong on your drives and you start absolutely striping them after the adjustment. Such a satisfying and elite feeling. TJ, I got to give you props on that. Um, the your ability to take the hitch out of your giddy up, like that's that's a lot of people just end up dealing with that the rest of their lives. So, well done, well done. Thanks. I've always been a get a hitch out of the giddy up kind of guy. A texter says, John here. Good morning, everyone. First off, I hope KRC crew and Texlon have a safe and great happy Fourth of July. Hey, the way Bradshaw's been on social media makes me feel great about him playing next season. He will not be like the others in the past where we keep asking if he's going to play. Question, just like on the court and putting on a show, which player do you see would put on the best fireworks show? We'll got to go talk to you later. Justin Edwards. He's electric. He'd put on boogie, the best boogie, fireworks boogie. show. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Wow, I'm sorry for your loss. Sounds like you're pretty upset. Hopefully you'll find another snake who will calm down and play with you and crawl all over you, as they say. Snake talk, and that's from uh, that's regarding Scoots and his snake. So disappointed. To Stoops talk about 
how they do their collective? If not, why does Cal have to? Um, I mean, yeah, I can't. I, he's like encourages people to donate to the collective. It's a little bit different because his operate his is publicly funded, so Stoops has to. Whereas like Cal just asks his pals, and no, he doesn't have to. Um, he like I, you know, I'm less annoyed by it now just because I hadn't heard him talk for a while. But like Cal's lack of transparency can be frustrating at times. In 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 some instances. We talk right about, about it on the show quite a bit, especially when you're, it comes to injuries. You're right about that. We got a few more texts to get to, but we can save those for Thursday because they're kind of just non-specific or timely basketball questions. So yeah. we can get to them when we get back. Uh, Scooch, what's your favorite thing about being an American? Uh, freedom, baby. Just having the opportunity to go to the lake tonight and tomorrow and just basically do whatever I want. is It's a nice thing. And, and we get beer here, so I love beer. Scoots does love beer, and I love being able to speak my mind in the pursuit of life and liberty and happiness. Shout out, America. You're the best. Number one. Same same with me. I, I like that we're able to say things that we want, and we can disagree with people if we want, and we can have those conversations, and we get to do it every day from 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. Uh, we are the best radio show in all of America, the best radio show in the best country. We appreciate you all texting in each and every morning. And have a happy 4th of July. And as John said, be safe. We'll be back on Thursday without Roush. He's going on a little weekend getaway. So you be extra safe, Roush. Yeah, and I need Enjoy it. it. Have a couple hot dogs for us. Send us some pictures on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page or on the Twitter page. And if you can refresh, of course, on the Twitter page, if you still have enough characters. <laughs> if I have enough limits. Everybody have a happy 4th of July. Thank you so much for the text in the show. We'll see you on Thursday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Expert Radio. Justin I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the man who died Who gave that right to me And I gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land